Welcome to the Zach on Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hughes. Today's episode is entitled, Leading from the Naughty List, Leadership Lessons from Elf, Part 3 of 3. The 2003 film Elf, starring Will Ferrell and directed by Jon Favreau, is one of the most beloved Christmas films. My family makes a tradition of watching it every year. As with many of my favorite movies, I cannot help but notice the subtle leadership lessons sprinkled about like candy in spaghetti. Elf is packed with too many leadership lessons for just one Zacon leadership episode, so I've thoroughly covered it over the past three weeks. You may not realize it, but Buddy had three different work experiences and three different bosses, each of whom had their distinctive leadership style. We examined each of them to glean the lessons to be learned. Two weeks ago, we talked about Santa's workshop and Ming Ming. Last week, we covered the North Pole and the Gimbal's manager. This, this week, our podcast episode is about Greenway Press and Walter Hobbs. Greenway Press is the workplace of Buddy's father, Walter Hobbs. Buddy has already experienced manufacturing and retail. Now it's time for the taste of the corporate life. Let's see how that goes and what we can learn. Walter Hobbs is on the naughty list. When we are introduced to Walter Hobbs, we get an unflattering picture of his leadership style. Walter repossessed children's books from a nun because she missed the payments. In the next scene, Walter made an executive decision to ship children's books that were missing pages to avoid spending $30,000 on a reprint. We need to be careful how we criticize Walter because he's running a business, not a charity. It's easy to judge him and say that he should give away the books to the nun and spend the money on the reprint. I can't judge him for being financially responsible, so what's the real issue? I believe Walter lost sight of his purpose. Why does Greenway Press exist? To turn a profit? No. Businesses do not exist to turn a profit. Businesses exist to serve some societal need. Profit is a means to that end, not the end itself. While the film doesn't explicitly tell us, the purpose of Greenway Press is presumably to enrich children's lives by producing and distributing books that they love. I believe Walter lost sight of this purpose. Without purpose, all that's left is profit. Ironically, when companies focus on profit over purpose, they usually achieve neither. That point is validated in Greenway's quarterly earnings report shared in a later scene. Therefore, not only is Walter Hobbs a naughty person on Santa's list, but he's also an inadequate business leader. The best companies are driven by purpose over profit. If you would like to read more on that topic, I've provided links to various articles from Inc.com and Financial Times, or you can also read the book Built to Last. Bring in Miles Finch. Midway through the film, Walter was under extreme pressure to develop a new book for the first quarter. He assembled his top two writers who pitched him the idea of hiring another writer, Miles Finch. While Walter was unwilling to spend the money on books for charity or a reprint, he didn't seem to have a problem shelling out top dollar for an arrogant consultant who demanded to be received at the airport by a black S-500 with the interior set to 71 degrees. I don't have a problem with hiring consultants. 
I hire consultants when I need some temporary help in an area where I don't have expertise. However, it's a bad sign when management hires a consultant for a core competency. To me, this signals that management isn't confident or competent. Neither of those options are good. Walter leads the creative writing function at Greenway. His top writers don't have any good ideas. That's an existential problem. We only see this moment in time, but clearly Walter hasn't invested adequately in the development of this critical capability. This may be a talent gap, a toxic culture, or some combination of the two. When I ask my team if they have any ideas, they won't stop talking. Bad leaders have bad leaders. We firmly established that Walter Hobbs' leadership style leaves plenty to be desired. But why is that? What is the root cause? Why are some leaders bad and some leaders good? I firmly believe that leadership behavior, bad or good, is learned from what is modeled. To better understand Walter's shortcomings, we must look to the primary antagonist of the film, Mr. Greenway, board chair of Greenway Press and Walter Hobbs' direct boss. Mr. Greenway was responsible for creating the conditions in which Walter performed poorly as a leader. In their first interaction, Mr. Greenway confronted Walter on the two missing pages from their latest book. Walter lied about it and blamed the printer. Mr. Greenway saw through the lie, but then changed the subject to the poor financial performance. Even if those two pages were in there, the book still would have sucked. Have you seen the numbers for this quarter? They'll be here today. They're in. That friggin' puppy and pigeon are tanking hard hobs. My people estimate we're gonna post a minus eight for this quarter. Minus eight! Mr. Greenway was more concerned about the financial performance than Walter's ethical lapse or his niece's reading enjoyment of the puppy and penguin book. Mr. Greenway was much more concerned about the financial performance than Walter's ethical lapse or his niece's reading enjoyment of the Puppy and Pigeon book. His message couldn't be clearer. He cared little about values or customers and cared most about profits. As a result, Walter was crystal clear with where he stood with Mr. Greenway. He even shared this with his wife, Emily. I am one bad pitch away from getting fired. This pressure made Walter Hobbs desperate to meet the demands of his boss. His desperation made him hire Miles Finch instead of investing in his team. When his son Buddy innocently torpedoed his plan, Walter snapped in a way that deeply broke his relationship and his integrity. Where do you want me to go? I don't care where you go. I don't care that you're an elf. I don't care that you're nuts. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life now. Shortly after that, Walter made his final attempt to please his boss. Even after all of this, Mr. Greenway sneered, This better be good. As he was getting ready to pitch the new book idea, his second son, Michael, burst into the room, scared and worried about his brother, Buddy. This is the climax of the film. In a long moment, Walter counted the cost of his career decisions. He violated his integrity. He neglected his team. He broke his relationship with his first son, and it was about to break his already strained relationship with his second son. This was a turning point for Walter. He made the right choice, left Mr. Greenway, 
and reconciled his relationships with his sons. Here's the point. Good leaders can't work for bad leaders. You must leave or you will become bad. It's that simple. Looking back at my 23-year career, I've been fortunate to work for good leaders. They made me who I am. I spent very little time working for bad leaders. When I did, I left as fast as I could. I knew I was susceptible to learning bad behavior, and I couldn't let that happen. This is the end of my leadership analysis of Greenway Press and the end of this podcast series on ELF. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll end with one last observation. Not one of the three leaders I analyzed properly valued Buddy's professional contribution. Not Ming Ming, not the Gimbal's manager, nor Welcher Hobbs. There is one that did. Santa. In classic Christmas movie tradition, Buddy saved Christmas by fixing Slant's sleigh. That's all for this week's episode of the Zach on Leadership Podcast. Merry Christmas, and thanks for listening.